Welcome back to the Global Tehillim and Chizik Daily Call. On behalf of the OU, I am your host, Naftali Herman. It is great to be back today with each and every one of you. As always, thank you so much for joining the program and for making it a part of your day on Yom Revi'i. I believe yesterday I said Yom Sheni, so it shows you where my mind is. But today's Yom Revi'i, Wednesday, the sixth day of the month of Adar Sheni. As they have been for the past week and a half, our thoughts continue to be with the people of Ukraine and alongside the rest of the world. We are watching the developing situation unfold really with great concern, particularly concerning our brothers and sisters who are in harm's way. Uh, those had an opportunity yesterday to watch the live stream we did. Um, I believe it will be put up on the OU's website uh, shortly today and sent out featuring the uh, conversation the OU Executive Vice President Rabbi Howard had with a number of individuals on the ground in the surrounding area. It was very, very powerful, and I encourage you when it becomes available to watch it. But we have to very much keep it on the forefront of our minds. Uh, and today's speaker, Rabbi Top, uh, in Hishul yesterday, or in the community, there was a Tehillim and Tzila rally, and uh, it's very easy to become complacent and for things to become uh, to move from the front of our minds to the back of our minds. But uh, the situation is very, very real, and uh, there are still many in harm's way. So let's continue to keep our, fat, our foot on the gas pedal and continue to do our part, and we're all in the right place. And additional ways that you can help is you're able to support the heroic efforts that are happening on the ground. If you're, again, if you were on the live stream yesterday, you saw some of those heroes in action the amazing things that they're doing, please visit ou.org slash Ukraine, ou.org forward slash Ukraine. Every penny goes straight to help the actions and support and resources on the ground. We greatly appreciate your support. I want to thank our incredible and generous sponsors for this call, for their continued support, in particular the Schwartz family and whose names are prominently listed in the OU Daily email. To sponsor future programs, please visit OU.org slash call. That's OU.org forward slash C-A-L-L. Please note that the deadline to submit a sponsorship for tomorrow's program is today at 5 p.m. Eastern. Crazy as it might seem, next week will be the two-year anniversary of our first program. Rabbi Arya Leibowitz, who is the speaker for that inaugural call, will once again join us next Tuesday, March 15th, as he did on last year's anniversary, as we begin each day's program by thanking, by thanking you for being a part of the program and for making it a part of your day, the Tehillim Call is what it is because of each of you who hit pause on your day to inject chizik into your lives and to daven to pray for those who are in need. I continue to be astounded by your daily commitment and passion and the sheer numbers we constantly and consistently draw from across the globe. Thank you for being the engine that moves this initiative forward. May we continue to move forward stronger and stronger, and ultimately may our lives and those whom we are praying for be enhanced, uplifted, and may we all, of course, be healthy. And that even in these challenging tar- times, our, har- our hearts remain faithful, and that we continue to be strong, hopeful, and optimistic. On behalf of the OU, it is my esteemed honor to welcome back and it's been a while since we've had him to the Daily Call and introduced Rabbi Common Top of Beth Jacob's Congregation in Beverly Hills, California, to share Divrei Chizik, which will be immediately followed by Rabbi Top slowly reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Tarek Chaf, Chaf Gimel, Kuf Chaf Aleph, and Kuf Lamed, 
is the chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. will be followed by the Mishaberach Lecholim with a sizable pause to insert the names of those whom we are praying for. And we will conclude with the recitation of Achenu. What a pleasure and honor it is to welcome Rabbi Top back to the daily call. The Chavod, with great honor, Rabbi Top. Okay, uh, thank you, Rabbi Naftali, and thank you to the Orthodox Union for organizing these daily Tehillim calls, which I know have been so meaningful to hundreds of people as an opportunity to uh, strengthen one another and collectively express our tefillos to Hashem, a, a great privilege to connect with everyone. Uh, we woke up this morning to the latest news out of Ukraine informing us of a Russian strike on a hospital in Maripol, destroying buildings and wounding many people. We recognize the humanitarian crisis there and empathize with the suffering of innocent people, Jew and non-Jew alike. And thinking about our Jewish brothers and sisters, deeply concerned about all those in harm's way, all the families and communities whose lives have been turned upside down. And so we salute the Orthodox Union uh, for standing at the forefront supporting the heroic efforts to provide rescue and relief to all those affected. Speaking personally, at this time of, of crisis, really an unbelievable disaster, uh, where does that leave us and how do we respond? And I think we could learn a powerful lesson for current times and our lives generally from the beginning of Sefer Vayikra. A Sefer Vayikra, Book of Vayikra, we begin it this week, begins Vayikrael Moshe, he called to Moshe. By Daber Hashem Elav Meomoid, and God spoke to him from the meeting tent, from the Mishkan. And it's fascinating that the original opening day call to Moshe is anonymous. By Ikra El Moshe. He called Moshe. The identity of the caller is not revealed. Only in the second part of the verse are we told the source of the voice when it continues, and Hashem, it was God who spoke to him. By Daber Hashem Elav. The call of Yikra is mysterious for an additional reason. Many here, I'm sure, are aware that. In the Sefer Torah, in our Chumashim, the Aleph of the word Vayikra, right, is smaller than the other letters, the famous small Aleph. It's this Moshe clicked on the Aleph and minimized its sound. Well, why is that? Balaturim says that Hashem revealed himself to Moshe with the expression of Vayikra, implying affectionately, directly. Moshe, however, did not want to advertise this direct revelation with his humility, incredible humility, and therefore he wished to write the word without the Aleph. This would create the impression that the call was merely by Yikar, without the Aleph, implying a chance and coincidental revelation. Just a lucky shot, a lucky day. So God wanted the Aleph, Moshe felt uncomfortable with it, and through some collective bargaining agreement, they compromised. Moshe wrote the Aleph small, smaller than the other letters. But I'd like to, su- to share another uh, suggestion, a possible twist, building off of the Balhatur. And perhaps... We could understand this, that the small Aleph, and also why the original call is anonymous, because a person can react to experiences in his or her life in two possible ways. The first type of reaction is to perceive the experience as a Vayikar. Vayikar is from the word Mikre, associated with Amalek. Use life as things that happen, it's a, things are a chance, a chance occurrences. And a person perceiving an event as Vayikar means that it involves him or her, but doesn't really require my involvement or active intervention. The second approach, however, is to perceive life's experiences as, a, as Vayikra, with an Aleph. Vayikra means a personal call. It means that this occurrence is a calling to, to me, to you, to react, to be thoughtful, to respond. It's a charge to, to you to intervene and become actively involved. So Vayikar is a passive, 
spectator personality. Vayikra is the active player personality who tries to shape events and to become fully engaged in whether it's spiritual experiences or world events or a crisis, that this is an opportunity to possibly help. And each of us should ask ourselves, what type of personality am I? Am I Vayikar or Vayikra? Am I just mailing it in or am I giving it my all? And the Torah, of course, wants us to strive to be a Vayikra personality. And the Medrash, commenting on our opening verse, tells us surprising detail that at this juncture, that Moshe wanted to retire from his position of CEO of the Jewish people. And Moshe says to Hashem, according to the rabbis in the Medrash, I led them, I've led them out of Egypt. I brought them through the split sea. I brought down the Torah for them, built the sanctuary. It's enough on my resume. I've done enough. Ahmad the Yashavlo, Moshe wanted to retire, hang up the cleats, so to speak. And Hashem, God responds to Moshe, Chayecha yeshlecha malacha gedolem mikol masha asita. By your life, there's much more left to, to accomplish. It's, it, the best is yet to come. You have to teach the Jewish people the sacrificial service and how to bring down the divine presence into the Mishkan. And so the Jewish people had just invested several months of effort to build the Mishkan. Moshe at this point had the conflict of whether to view this as Vayikar or Vayikra. He could view the completion of the sanctuary as a glorious event, but not demanding anything of him. Or he can view it as Vayikra in a, a calling to him to, 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 to continue to lead and to take it even, and the Jewish people to even greater heights. So our opening word of Vayikra is spelled with a small aleph, perhaps, to express this idea that it's often ambiguous. It's a fluctuating aleph. Moshe could have responded in either way, and we are the ones who decide whether the aleph is there or not. And, and he decided, of course, to continue to lead and to understand and receive the voice as Avayikra. And we are the ones also who have to emulate Moshe to also see experiences as not just happening to us, but that we have an opportunity using our energy, our talents, our resources to shape those experiences and make an impact. That's why it's a small Aleph. It's up to us to, to make sure that there's an Aleph in the word. And the opening call was anonymous, Vayikra Moshe because the divine element and personal relevance is usually not evident initially. But once Moshe recognizes that he must step up to the plate and, and continue to lead now more than ever, he accepted it as a personal calling, and then, Vaydaber Hashem Elav, Hashem speaks to him. The Sat Emet says, you know, when Hashem calls to Avram, says, Avram, lech lecha, you know, go. But just out of nowhere, Hashem speaks to Avram at the age of 75, the Sashem says from the very beginning of time, Hashem was saying to mankind, Lech Lecha, Lech Lecha, go, hear my voice, make a difference, go out there into the world and, and, uh, and, and do good. And Avram was the first person to strain his spiritual antennas and to hear that voice. Around 30 years ago or so, Natan Sharansky was finally freed from prison, permitted to leave Russia. And soon after on that, on this very week of our Parsha, he lectured at Yeshiva University, and he spoke about the small Aleph. And he expressed to the audience that the circumstances, the challenges in Russia, specifically in prison, in the Gulag, were awful and overbearing. But even though he didn't fully realize it then, now he understood that he wasn't still as a small Aleph was the way he described it. He was a small Aleph. And the way we could kind of say it, he took the Vayikar, and through his courageous determination, 
transform the Vayikar, the passive victim, into Vayikra, of the active fighter. So how do we respond to Ukraine? It's to see the situation as a calling to us to think about ways we can help. We have to continue to contribute as much as we can to the relief efforts. We have to continue davening to Hashem because it's a call for us to not just sympathize passively, but to see it as an opportunity to volunteer our time, our efforts, our energy, our prayers to to make a difference. Uh, I might be over time, but maybe quickly to share about Rav Shimon Schwab shared the story at the end of one of his books that at the age of 20 or so, he was invited to the Chafetz Chaim, uh, to the uh, giant. This was in the, you know, in the 1920s, I believe. And Rav Shimon Schwab was very, very intimidated about being invited to the Torah giant of the generation, uh, the Chafetz Chaim. And at the at the dinner, the Chavetz Chaim said to uh, Rav Shimon Schwab, he said, Shimon, are you are you a Kohen? He said, no. He said, Shimon, are you at least perhaps a lazy? Rav Shimon answers, no, I'm just a plain old Yisrael. Chavetz Chaim says, do you know what I am? Rav Shimon says, sure, the, the Rav, the Rav is a Kohen. So Mary Kagan, a Kohen. Chavetz Chaim was a Kohen. Chavetz Chaim said to him, so I'm a Kohen, you're a, you're a Yisrael. Let me tell you something. When Mashiach arrives, the base of Mikdash is rebuilt. All Jews will rush to Israel and, and run to the base of Mikdash. Since I'm a Kohen, I'll be allowed inside to perform the Avodah. But you as Yisrael, you'll be banging on the door, and you, you won't be allowed inside. You'll have to stand outside. You can imagine the feelings of, of Rav Shimon Shrabi. He's already intimidated, and now he's being seemingly insulted by none other than the Chafetz Chaim, the pious Chafetz Chaim. And the Chafetz Chaim says to him, uh, Shimon, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I don't mean to, to criticize you. Uh, but do you know why I, as a Kohen, are going to be on the inside and you on the outside? Because 3,300 years ago, Moshe came down from our Sinai. So the golden calf, he broke the tablets, and then he declared, Mila Hashem Eli, whoever's from Hashem, come to me. Whoever's on Hashem's team, come forward. The only Jews to come forward at that time, at that dramatic moment, were the, were the Levian. The Levian answered the call, and the Kohanim, uh, or a subset, you know, derived initially from their status as Levian. For the eternal holiness of the Kohanim and Levium for the past 3,300 years and beyond is due to that singular event. It's because of that, that one experience. That's why that'll affect all future times. And the message for you, Shimon, and so it's a message that the Chavetz Chaim is sharing all of us, with all of us, is that in your life you will have dilemmas and where will your morals be, you know, your morals will be tested and where you could stand back and be passive where you can actively intervene and stand up for your principles and do what's right. It's going to be a, a voice in your head saying, Mila Hashem Eli, whoever's for Hashem, come forward. And Shimon, and for all of us, right, make sure to follow that voice. Follow that voice. And your actions could affect countless generations. Okay. Um, thank you for listening. And now I was asked to go in to say the Prakam of Tehillim. Um, starting with Perek Chas, uh, chapter 20. And you could, of course, uh, say it along, say it along with me. Lam Natech, Mizmorla David, Yancho Adonai, Biyom Sarai, Yisagevcha Shem, Elohei Yaakov, Yishlach Ezrecha Mikodesh, Umitzion Yisadecha, Yizkor Komen Chosecha, Veolascha Yidash Neselo, Yitain <laughs> 
and stay safe.